Hello and welcome everyone to the Big One Podcast. This is B-Boy. And, and with me. Guy. As <laughs> always. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, sync that up. Or <laughs> the big one podcast. We talk about motorsports, um, just about everything: IndyCar, F1, but mostly NASCAR. Uh, follow us at Podcast Big One on Twitter, uh, where we post funny things and freak out about Reddick's win this week. And uh, you know, uh, we have an email too: podcastbigone at gmail dot com. I don't know why I keep mentioning that. It's just like uh, one person emails us, and I don't know. Maybe he'll email, email us more. Maybe he'll make another email account. Maybe I'll email us sometime. That'd be a treat. Ooh, that would be a treat. Yeah, get on that. Um, right, that's um, a great idea. Do we have a sponsor this week? We Brian. do. Our sponsor this week, and I've been waiting so long to allow this to be our sponsor, but our sponsor this week is, of course, Cheddar's. Cheddar's, the, the wow. unbelievable honey butter croissant place that we we have enjoyed as a group. Uh, yeah. down in Daytona. It's our new Hooters. It's the new Hooters. That's yeah. the new slogan for it. <laughs> Cheddar's is the new Hooters. You heard it here first. I had a very strong yep. drink and got pretty drinky. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty toasted. It was a good time. It was a good time. Yep. Uh, yep. Uh, so Cheddar's, uh, thanks for sponsoring us this week. Yeah. Big thanks. Brian? I think they all, they also sponsored the guy that won this week's race. Is that true? Whoa, maybe. Uh... Brian, let me ask you a question. Can I? Yeah. May I? Of course. How do you feel about this weekend of racing? This weekend of racing was freaking awesome, man. I mean, yeah. it, as as awesome as a road course can be, or road courses uh, with the two NASCAR races, but then the F1 race was just so good. IndyCar, I only saw highlights, but that was pretty good, too. I mean, it was, it was a great weekend of racing. What did you think about it? Uh, I think that it's a golden era to be a fan of cars going fast against each mm-hmm. other um mm-hmm. yeah it was fantastic uh you know we keep seeing more and more evidence that uh this spec for the nascars was just a bunch of good choices uh f1 mm-hmm. has a new spec as well and it was like genuinely incredible racing my buddy who got into f1 last year says that it's the best race he's seen since hungary last year which was an incredible race as well uh, yeah, yeah, this was the best race weekend. this year, I think so. Oh, um, no doubt. No doubt. And I just forgot, there was also an SRX race this weekend, and that was oh, yeah. probably the least entertaining of, of all of them, uh, yeah. which is surprising. It doesn't normally happen. So, huh. um, But yeah, let's talk about uh, the NASCAR race. Um, I obviously, would love to. Uh, what, how, did, how did the race start? What, what, what all did you see? Um, well, I know that uh, this wasn't right at the start, but one part that really stuck out to me was uh, Joey spinning Bubba, uh, mm. more like Jokey, uh, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Uh, That's a scripted but, joke, folks. Yeah, I wrote that down. <laughs> I came up with that earlier. I worked real hard on that. Uh, and then Bubba pushed Joey off the track and got some quality revenge, which I love to see. He did, but he didn't actually hit him. He got close to him, and Joey fucked up and went oh, off the track. Just, just spooked Joey? Okay. He spooked him. He hit the Intimidator wow. button. Wow. Yeah, that was good. That was good stuff. Uh, Yeah, what about you? What did you see? Well, obviously, I was uh, like a nervous wreck for the whole end of that race, just like I was at Bristol Dirt, hoping to see Reddick, my boy Reddick, get his first uh, cup win. 
and this time he did not disappoint. This The whole ending of this race reminded me so much of Chase Elliott's first win at a road course with a veteran one-time champion chasing him down. Ooh. Oh, a, yeah. A, a, you know, a potential road course king at one point chasing you down. Wow. And it felt a lot like that except for Reddick. I think, like, it was interesting in that final run that Reddick had a pretty good, you know, a second and a half lead. Let it ding, like, get down to, like, a half a second at some points. And then was just like, I can't race conservatively. I have to race all out here. And maybe it's lessons learned from Bristol Dirt. Because Bristol Dirt, he said he was being conservative. Allowed Briscoe to get to him and then see what happens, you know? So, yeah. I, you know, lessons learned. And, and I think uh, I think it's pretty 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 evident that he's uh he he was he was ready for this first time win we've had five first time winners this year that's five straight bonkers that's crazy i know like really wild you know on one hand people can make the argument that uh it just means that winning in nascar isn't like i don't know if people hadn't been watching the races they could argue that winning in nascar doesn't mean that much like every fucking time that one of these guys wins they have to work really damn hard for it and it just means that like man i love these cars like it really yeah. is just like every single race is good racing and it's actually like i think that having this many winners accurately reflects it how seems many like it's accurately reflecting the skill level of these drivers. Yeah. Like how many really good drivers there are out there, which I think absolutely rules. Like that's one thing that really I think uh, NASCAR does better than F1, or at least differently. And that's the thing that I like in NASCAR is that it is way more even, and it's way less about the teams. And it seems like that's even more the case now. Uh, and I kind of really dig that. I kind of really yeah. dig that. At least yeah, like, yeah. It, no, I, it's just yeah. Okay. Anyway, please continue. No, I'm I'm with you. I I think like all of these drivers have you know besides like Sindrick, who was like literally in his like first race, um, Briscoe has shown up week after week. Reddick's shown up week after week. Suarez has shown up week after week. Chastain's shown up week after week. Like they're good. They're all yeah. there. Yeah. And then all of the other drivers that have won or come close, there's at least twenty drivers that have shown enough to probably win a race this season. Now, I remember a couple weeks ago, uh, you know, I'm not going to cut this audio in, but you had said that you believe that there would be 17 different winners. Um, man, it f- feels like that. It just it feels like that every week. Uh, these last three road courses, too, first-time winners for each one of those. Uh, we've got Atlanta this week, which is like a, a you know, a, a, a super speedway. We have another road course, and then we have Daytona to cap off the regular season. Only five races left, but... Could we see four different winners? It very there's there's potential there. Yeah, that's crazy to think about. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm bringing up the Wikipedia page around this right now. About well, how many you first already time just winners? No, what the schedule is and the results and oh, stuff. Okay. But you've already said it. Well, I've said three of the five races. I actually don't have them all memorized. Uh, I don't remember what God. the other ones are. I just know those. I know those three because they're kind of the more wild card type races left. But yeah. Um, some, some other fun facts that I think are pretty good, or, or let's stick on the winners thing. Uh, I think Chris Buescher and Michael McDowell have shown speed, especially at these road courses, where they might be ones that could that could steal win at any one of those three tracks that we just talked about. I mean, hell, Bubba was running second at Atlanta in the spring all the way up until the final lap uh, and, and, and came up just shy, just shy of winning there. So, I mean, I think there's enough 
drivers that maybe haven't haven't even shown speed to win a race yet this wow. year that look like they could win. So, who knows? Okay, so yeah, Daytona is the last one in the regular season, mm-hmm. but in the regular season we still have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight more races. We have eight more races. Yeah, Atlanta. Uh, oh, I guess we've only had 18 races. I don't know what I was thinking. Yeah, oh, Atlanta, wow. New Hampshire, Pocono. Uh, oh, yeah. At Indy, they're doing the road course. Yep, the road course. That's the okay. that's the road course. July yeah. 31st. Oh, I should look into going to that. Ooh. Yeah, uh, sure. And then Michigan. What's RCH? Richmond. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, go bowling at the Glen. That'll be fun. Yeah, that's Kimi Raikkonen is going to be there. Uh, yeah, and then Daytona. Good. Yeah, so I mean, there's still eight more races. Two, two we've road seen, courses. Then, yeah, we've seen freaking fracking. I think that Kimmy. All right, I'm calling it here now. I think Kimmy is going to win. Well, uh, he won't count because he can't run for a championship. Or I really wonder if they would just be like, ah, oh, shit. I guess we need to run for a championship. <laughs> but he needs. Yeah, he would need a provisional from NASCAR. That would be. To him, so. Yeah, it would be a cool story if Kimmy. If it, I don't. I don't know if it's possible, and I doubt that it is, but it would be a cool story if Kimmy just came in and did one race, won, and then was like, all right, shit, well, I guess I'll just stick around and try to do the championship thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, 13 winners and 18 fucking races, and we've got mm-hmm. eight more races. Uh, we could definitely have 17 winners. I'm going to be yeah, so sad sure. if my boy Blaney doesn't get in to the championship. Yeah, he better freaking win at this point. Like, he's he's the most pointed in person right now. But like that line is gonna get dangerous. Yeah. And what you know, even if he's one of two, and he has two bad races, he could be out. You know. Um. So it's uh, he. He just needs to win. <laughs> yeah. Um. I have faith. I have faith that he can either win this weekend or at Daytona. Uh, so. That'd be nice. Um. Let me let me talk a little bit more though about crazy statistics or or storylines here. Um. Brad Keselowski racing. Um, has had the following drivers race for them. Tyler Reddick, Ross Chastain, Ryan Blaney, Austin Sindrick, Chase Briscoe, and Daniel Hemrick. And five of those, or four of those five, or four of the six, sorry, have won a race this year, and obviously Blaney's come close. And the other guy just isn't in cup uh, full-time. So um, that's crazy. That's yeah. uh, Brad Keselowski Racing really springboard to, to success here. Yeah, I'm going to try to get a ride with them ASAP. Yeah, they can be uh, our sponsor next week. Anything else around they, the cup race you want to cover? Well, I kind of want to like do a bridge gap here between the cup race and the Xfinity race because basically it was a Hendrick driver's race to lose and a driver with the first name Ty chased them down and beat them both times. Uh, which I thought wow. was pretty cool. Yeah, nice little bridge there. I know, uh, Brian, you know, you, you're blowing my freaking brain here, dude. <laughs> you you called it out that like maybe Ty uh, uh, Ty Gibbs didn't actually like outdrive Larson, but I think you know it's if you can get to the back bumper of a guy and you put enough pressure on them and they miss a corner, you did that. Yeah, like it's not fair. like the guy that's wasn't fair. gonna miss it if you were a second back. Like he yeah. would have made the corner. So yeah, that's fair. Um, I see you. Yeah, I think Ty Ty actually just straight up beat him, and when he when he got out of his car and he beat his chest, I was like, deserved, deserved, well done, yeah. very. Were you, and he did it like he was very mature. He didn't wreck him or, or really push him off the track or anything. Very mature racing out of him. Did you say that it was deserved through tears for Ty? 
deserved through tears. What? Did you did you when you said that it was deserved after he beat his chest? Were you crying? Oh no. Okay. okay. <laughs> Not for Ty. I don't have that relationship with Ty Gibbs. Okay. I think that's gonna be my dad's <laughs> like, favorite driver next. I like. So. I like you describing it as not having that kind of relationship with them. I don't. No. No. Not uh, t- Tyler Reddick. Now I was crying during that. that yeah. Was, uh, naturally. That naturally. That was good. Yeah. Uh, um, Noah Gregson was kind of a dick. Uh, <laughs> I didn't. Yeah, see did you see what did you happened? See I read about it. He did, he put someone into the wall, right? Going like pit maneuvered them going down the straight. Is that correct? Exactly. Yeah. That's so I mean, he he had been bonkers. saying, you know, he he had been getting his, uh, his you know, uh, getting hit quite a bit by this person, and then he just decided to turn into him and turn him in front of the whole, uh, you know, uh, uh, rest of the pack behind him, and there were several big hits, including Brandon Brown got out of his car, was buckled over completely out of breath. I mean, you know, big people don't think about road courses as having like massive wrecks, but they do, man. Like, there's sometimes just nowhere to go, or you can't see because it's a blind corner or a blind hill or something. You pile into people, and that's essentially what happened here. And you know, I think there's a there is a bit to it where some people were saying like Noah will probably wouldn't have been fined and and gotten the points penalty had it had nobody else wrecked. Like, had he turned the guy and that was it, then he probably wouldn't have gotten the points penalty. Sure, I agree with that, but you know sometimes you have to deal with the consequences of of the snowball effect of what you do, right? Yeah. And and and, and in the grand scheme of things, thirty points doesn't matter because he's won and he's in the chase. Yeah. So like the only thing that maybe he was hunting for was the regular season championship, and honestly, it's he's not going to get it anyway. So it's barely a penalty. If anything, it's just like a way for them to be like, "You're on probation. Like, chill the fuck out." Um, yeah. Oh, how do you feel about that? Um, I think it's good. I like it it's a it's a weird thing where NASCAR is trying to say like, you know, have at it boys and police yourselves, but it's like police yourselves in the right way. We've talked about this on this podcast in the past about, you know, how how to hit a person after the caution, right? Like you can go up and maybe pay someone back or something, but there's certain ways to do it. You don't do it when there's track crew around, right? Like yeah. not not even close. In that case, you should just be parked. Um, this is an example of how you don't wreck a guy. Like, had Noah slowed up a little bit, let him get in front of him, shoved him off in the corner into the marbles, perfectly fine. Great way to wreck a guy. Don't, don't have any problem with it at all. I just, I think, like, he has such a hot head that he had no control over his own emotions in that car. He just turned. He, as soon as he got hit one more time by that guy, he just turned into him. He didn't give it a second thought. You know, yeah. and that's a problem. And and I think you have to deliver a message when that happens. So, yeah, that's straight up not cool. Whoa. OK. Yeah. I'm watching this now. And that was like right in the middle of a bunch of traffic. There are a bunch of cars in the way. It kicked up tons of dust. Dude, that's like a stupid that's I've seen that posted on iRacing where rookie drivers are just being straight up idiots. That's crazy. Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah, that is not the way to wreck someone. Um, nope. That's bonkers. Um, wow, I even think he maybe should have gotten penalized more. But also, well, I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I think I think this is fine. It's, it's like get your attention kind of thing. So being a total piece of shit, you know, give him a big old shake. But yeah, all right, whatever. Yep. No. Um, what's up with this Brian Bends the Rules shit you got written here? Oh Peek man, it's curtains, a new everyone. section, and I and I really wanted to like come up with a theme song or something for it, but this is a new segment called Brian Bends the Rules where 
I just kind of go on a little tangent about how I just want to change the sport a little bit. Can I try um, to do a theme song for it here? Sure, hit it. Brian Benz. The rules. Okay. Yeah, uh, it's going to be hard to find music that matches that. It's like a trombone. Like, the rules. Uh, yeah, yeah. All right, go ahead, please. That's a really bad trombone impersonation. Uh, anyway. Um, yeah, so uh, my bending of the rules this week is that I'm done with these caution laps at road courses, after uh, specifically after the stage breaks, but also just like the normal caution laps at Road America. Four miles is way too long to go. They have a cut through there, and, and they could cut through and make the caution lap so much shorter. And I understand that there's a mileage associated with the race. Fuck the mileage. What was it like two weeks ago? You and I were complaining about how they were lying to us, and it was a 399 mile race, not a 400 mile race. It yeah. doesn't fucking matter. NASCAR is a bunch of it's liars. Not, it's not like the mileage matters anymore. Nobody's blowing an engine because they can't make it to 400 miles. Yeah. If you run 395, it's the same as 400. They're also they, not the, stock cars. I mean, yeah, I guess they are stock cars, but. Yeah, like, they're already violating, like, one side of these things. Like, whatever, guys. Like, fucking, you're That's, already yeah. deviating from this, like, idea of purity. So, yeah, stretch yeah. a little I more. I think you need to s- save that for the other new segment. New guy okay. is a stickler. Okay. Um, uh, but, yeah, so let's just, we need to get rid of the, the, the cautions after stage breaks here at all. Like, basically, let them just continue green. This free, like, you get to lap 20 or whatever, 15, and that's the field. Top 10 get those stage points. And the race just continues. It just keeps going. And that way, you know, you can break up the strategy. I like road courses where it is a long day of racing. There's not really any other breaks. And I know that, like, at, at what was it, Sonoma, it was kind of a boring race. And we kind of needed those caution laps to bunch up the field and stuff like that. I'm okay with that, too. Maybe you don't even do, like, a full caution segment where people pit or anything. Maybe you just have the, like, the stage break, and then you get everyone close, and you do a rolling start. Like, something something crazy like that. I don't know. Oh, that's um, an interesting that, that, idea. I'm bending the rules a little too far there. I just don't want these yellow flags at four-mile fucking racetracks for three laps that takes 15-plus minutes. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Can't happen. I do kind of like that idea, though, of just, like, having a bunch them up section where you don't even yeah. do the full lap under caution. You just do, like, a mile under caution or whatever mm-hmm. and then have a place where the safety car can pull off partway through and drive back behind the scenes that'd be neat yeah yeah so um something to think about nascar yeah all right um that brings us i think to the end of at least uh the the nascar recap do you want to get into next week's race yeah uh trucks are going to be at mid ohio and cup and xfinity mm. are going to be at the repaved atlanta now is this repaved this year yeah, this was the, wow, the first one spoilers. was the one in the spring. Amazing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. Uh, was, yeah. These start times, I'm assuming truck is on Friday. Xfinity. Is Xfinity on Saturday? Cup on Saturday? Or is it Saturday and Sunday? Saturday, Saturday for truck and Xfinity. Different oh, okay. tracks, obviously. So. Oh, duh. Yeah. Oh, frick. Yeah, so a nice like, like double header kind of thing, uh, but at different tracks. So. Okay, and then Cup is on Sunday, right? Cup is Sunday. My notes are wrong. That's my bad. Uh, how dare you? Sundays and Saturdays. So, truck at one thirty on Saturday at Mid-Ohio, Xfinity, 5 p.m. on Saturday at Atlanta, and then Cup at 3 p.m. on Sunday. 
Uh, we're doing 60 miles for the first stage, 100 for the second, and 100 for the third. Uh, who's yep. won here previously? Just uh, William Byron. Um, only counting the repave. Uh, obviously, it's a totally different track now, and William Byron won it. But I mean, look out. Uh, you know, you know, we're gonna we're gonna talk picks here in a second. Uh, look out for the guys that are good at super speedways. So pretty Ricky is what you're saying. Pretty Ricky for sure. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't want to bring back picks in the way that we used to do it, where we're tracking and it's like a competition. Like, but I do want us to call out kind of like our who we think like who's the obvious one, who's the one that's kind of like okay, yeah, this person could win and and would be a big storyline if they do, and then who's your just dark horse? There's no one thinking about that person gonna win. So. Mm. So I'll let you think about it, and um, I'll give my three. Please, yeah, go ahead. All right, so I think the the obvious pick here is Ryan Blaney. Um, Damn it! Like so, he's just too good at these yeah, tracks. You you, you can pick the same well. person, by the oh, way. Thank God. Um, uh, but yeah, Ryan Blaney, and and just the fact that he hasn't won yet, I just think the stars align for him. I think he's got both the Penske boys that'll just line up behind him and push him to a win. So I could yeah. see that. Um, I think, you know, the person worth talking about is, is Bubba. I mentioned him earlier, finished, you know, he, he actually finished pretty badly at Atlanta last year because he wrecked in the final lap, but he was running second with Bubba behind him, uh, up until the, the, the very last lap. So, and he led a ton, a ton of that race back in Atlanta. So, um, Bubba's definitely my, my, you know, of course he could probably win. And then I'm going to go with, uh, Chris Buescher, just having okay. raced so well and the, you know, they... Chris Buescher won one of the Daytona qualifying races, um, and so did uh, uh, Brad Keselowski. So, I mean, look out for the RFK group, and specifically Buescher, who's outperforming Brad K this year. So, Yeah, I dig it. I Anyone? dig it. Uh, I have thought about it, and yeah, I'm going to start off with Ryan Blaney as well. Mm -hmm. uh, but then I'm going to go for Kurt Busch here. Uh, I think Ryan Blaney is a smart choice. Wait, what are the three smart choice heart yeah the, ob card? the obvious choice yeah the obvious yeah it's like okay. the smart heart wild card yeah that's a good uh, way to put it. yeah ryan blaney uh and then i guess kurt bush it'd be cool to see him win mm -hmm. again yep. um and then wild card is definitely ricky stenhouse jr uh you know it'd just be pretty funny to see him win here and that's my main reason that i'm choosing him he got uh 34 first <laughs> he, re he wrecked time. remember we yeah, you know, we were yeah. talking during the race yeah that's how he is at these tracks he either wins or he wrecks so that's uh that's what wrecky yeah, and he's already gotten the wreck out of the way so you know yep. he's i think i think chastain might be a really good choice here too just because he's had so much speed he was really good at atlanta in the uh in the race previously and he won at talladega so i mean he he can win here uh so that's that's the other one that i didn't mention but it's definitely within uh with worth watching hell yeah i believe cool i believe all right let's uh let's get in some f1 racing we were at the british uh grand prix yes uh, out at silverstone this was a silverstone race, as we've already <laughs> yeah, silverstone uh as we mentioned earlier this is a bonkers crazy race uh there was a huge wreck at the start before they even got to the first corner uh george russell basically uh, coming down that straight, George Russell was all the way on the right. Zhou Guan Yu was all the way on the left. And Gasly was right in the middle. Uh, 
Gasly is trying to sneak up between them, and George pulls over to the left a little bit and squeezes Gasly into Joe. Uh, it causes all three of them to spin. Uh, Joe flips over before even mm-hmm. getting to the corner, and then once he gets to the gravel, uh, his car digs in and flips over. Uh, he goes over the tire wall and is caught by the catch fence, and uh, his roll cage ended up the roll bar ended up failing, but thankfully they've got the halo on there and his life was like 100% saved by uh, the halo. Uh, and he was fine afterwards. He like walked away from it and uh, there are clips mm-hmm. of him hanging out. It apparently was the first race that his family went to, to watch him. Race. Oh, wow. Jeez. Uh, so an, that's wild. An interesting uh, little storyline there is that, so Russell uh, had, I think like a puncture mm-hmm. or some issue uh, and he basically like pulled off in that first corner, got out of his car, and ran over to Joe to check on him. Yeah, uh, and then Which disqualified him from continuing. Yeah, he got out of the damn car, and then after the race, was like complaining that he wasn't able to resume the race because they had towed his car away by the time he got back. But like, I I don't know. That's a that's a fishy story. You know, that's that feels like George Russell playing politics or just being a whiny uh, rich British kid. I, I, you know what, but I, I see his point here, and I think you should be able to jump out for the safety of others. Like, when they red flag a race, right, uh, obviously, like, the cars go all the way around or whatever, but, like, if you, if it, this, if you're part of the incident in any kind of way, and you're already stopped, and all the cars are already by you, and you're going to be the first person to that, to that other driver, I think it's worth getting out and going in and seeing if you yeah. can help, especially in a scary incident like that. I have no issue. And that's where, you know, the whole FIA uh, or um, like any, any, wait, is FIA, is that right? Did I yeah. make that up? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I yeah, was like, isn't got, that the flight uh, people? Uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, the FIA or NASCAR, like they need to be able to make judgment calls here sometimes. Yeah. Like nobody's going to be mad if they allow Russell to continue in a slightly damaged car yeah. from the back. I guess you know? it's, yeah, that's true. It's similar as well i think that it was because the car got towed away so it'd be cool if they could be like hey 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 don't tow the don't car touch he's it. gonna try to get back yeah, in yeah. it's okay guys yeah. calm down yeah, yeah. uh that i would be cool with i mean i'm also theoretically just cool with like yeah fuck it let him race whatever who cares uh i guess it's similar to like blaney's uh window net thing window yeah. net coming down and him not being yep. allowed to put it back up yeah uh, it's just it's yeah fun. Um, okay, yep. so aside from that wreck, so yeah, Joe didn't actually have to go to the hospital, but Alex Albon also got wrecked, Did. Uh, mm-hmm. and he got going straight into the wall at high speed and uh, exceeded G limits, had to go to the hospital. He's all right, though. Um, the hospital? Oh, yeah. So further into nice. the race, uh, it's British, uh, <laughs> further into the race, Max actually ended up just out of the blue, slowing down. And Leclerc mm-hmm. was able to take first from him. Uh, Max had actually hit some debris, uh, and yeah, got it like lodged damage. on the underside of the car. Yeah, um, yeah, it damaged his floorboard, and it ended up causing enough of a slowdown for him that uh, your boy Mick Schumacher was actually able to be going toe to toe with him. So that was awesome. The performance of a Haas at uh, top <laughs> level is equal to a damage. A damage Red Bull, yeah, for sure. That's, Red Bull. A, that's what I thought at the time, too. I was like, I'm glad Mick's finally getting points, but if he doesn't get by a damaged Red Bull, like, come on, yeah. man. Uh, man, Haas, come on. Uh, uh, too good. Yeah. 
Um, uh, and then, let's see. So then, Ocon had an issue, uh, and he had to stop his car on the track, which triggered a virtual safety car and then a full safety car. And Ferrari mm. fucked up by not bringing in Charles Leclerc, who was in the That was lead. so weird. Yeah, it made yeah. no sense to me. I know. They had enough time. They're just terrible at making decisions. They've got just got decision yeah. fatigue. Or, like... Mm-hmm. On the F1 podcast I was listening to, they were talking. They're theorizing that like maybe they were just worried because he had track position and worried that they weren't going to be able to get it back. But it's like, yeah, maybe they split driver. the strategy. Trust your driver. Yeah, but I also uh, like I get where you might want to split strategy sometimes. But like, had they not yeah. split strategy, they probably would have finished one two. Yeah. And you know, I don't I don't know who would have won out of Leclerc and and Sainz probably Leclerc just because he would have started up front. But yeah. like. You know, they gave away a one-two finish by trying to split strategy. So, you, you know. Yeah, like, if this was the first time this season that they had done this, I would definitely just chalk it up to, like, whatever. But they mm-hmm. just keep fucking it up every single damn race. The title mm-hmm. fight would be so much closer if Ferrari just didn't keep on getting in their way. They really Ferrari are. Ferrari would, would be leading right now. Yeah, it's insane. And then to make mm-hmm. matters worse, so... Signs ended up getting his first win, and to make matters yeah, so worse, good. apparently, uh, a lot of like Charles engineers and whatnot, or like mechanics, refused to celebrate Signs' victory because they were pissed off at the strategy call, which is just such petty, toxic infighting. Like celebrate your that really boy is. winning his first ever race in F one. Yeah, that's the kind of like non teamwork bullshit that I would shut down immediately. You know. I like, happen to manage some folks, and like you know, there's a lot about team building and things that you want to care about. Uh, you got to look for the negative signs too, and that's like the biggest red flag you could possibly ever see is someone like being petty about someone else's success yeah. on the team. Fuck off. We're on the same team. One person makes everyone else look good. Like that's that's how it is. Um, yeah. So just yeah, um, just dumb stuff. Pretty lame. Uh, but. There was incredible racing after that restart. Mm-hmm. Uh, like it was some of the best racing that I've seen in F1 since I started yeah. watching. Um, yeah. There was a train of five of them up at the front with almost nonstop battling, uh, except for uh, Science, who was able to just peel away and gain like he was like four seconds ahead of the pack a few laps in. Uh, mm-hmm. But there was like Perez and Leclerc fighting over first and second. Hamilton was right behind them. There was one quarter where eventually Perez and Leclerc took it real dang wide and then Hamilton overtook both of them in one move. That was it so was nice. Gorgeous. The crowd um, went nuts. Absolutely. Like, just wild. Bonkers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, eventually, like, pretty quickly, before the lap was even over, uh, they both took their spots back. But all that Yeah, it was like two turns later. I didn't oh. understand why <laughs> Hamilton kept getting by them and then, like, immediately giving the spot back. I think like, that it was like because a... he's faster when they're battling each other. Uh, but then, like, when it was one on uh, one of them on him, he was slower because he had to be, like, bat- like defending against them as a He did eventually him. get by Leclerc uh, yeah. 1v1. So, I mean, but look, Leclerc had the, the – maybe the tires could hold out for a little bit longer and then they were way, way worse yeah. or something. So yeah. I think that's exactly what happened. Like the, the thermal changes going from racing to safety car to restart, I wouldn't be surprised if he just like experienced massive tire dag on already old tires. And yeah, yeah. Hamilton yeah. was eventually able to overtake him. 
Race finishes, Sainz getting his first win, Perez in second, and then Hamilton third. I mean, really, what a fucking podium. Like, uh, that rules. I, I I loved it. I thought that was a, yeah. a fantastic race. Yeah, Hamilton was definitely my driver of the race, though. The amount of times that he just kept having to overtake guys and then, obviously, like, give it back and then get after him again was yeah. just wild. I mean, he was, he was phenomenal. It was superb. Uh, what did you see at Mid-Ohio? Um, overall, it was an okay race. I mean, there was some pretty good battles throughout the race. Um, man, I, I, I don't get to watch a lot of these. So just watching the recaps, like I'm just more interested in seeing like how the drivers that I like, like Grosjean and Jimmy Johnson and stuff do. And man, Jimmy sucks. <laughs> like I get that there's like a huge learning curve here, but like in the same way that he was really not doing so well at NASCAR in those last couple years, like I wonder had Jimmy started this journey six years ago or seven years ago, how much better off he would have been. Um, I just don't think he has it. So I don't really have much to say about Mid-Ohio. I mean, it was just an entertaining race. I was I was running around all weekend, like, looking at houses and stuff. So, like, it was between stuff that I, I caught bits of it. And then, like I said, I just watched the recap. So Nice. Very cool. Um, How do you feel about continuing on to some rapid fire? Ooh. Uh, one of my favorite segments. Uh, yeah, let's do it. I got the first question, and um, it's an easy one. I'm going to lob it up to you. Ready? Please. Is this the best season ever? Uh, that I've seen, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think I think uh, what I've seen, too, and I've been watching for, like, 20-plus years. So, yeah, uh, yeah, this is – it's just – it's competitive. Like, I, I definitely was, like, victory tweeting a lot about Tyler Reddick on our podcast big one Twitter account. Um, but, like, also – I, was, I, I said something that I really stand by, which is, like, man, it's so funny to me that we're having, like, this season. Last season, we had, we had such a great start, too. And we're having, like, this kind of racing on this next-gen car that's been, like, hyped up for so long. And we're finally here, and it's delivering. And yeah. all I can think of is all of those people that were upset about the, the last two years package or the, the more road courses or just you know the complainers the whiners of the sport really mm-hmm. um and how many of them said that they were gonna stop racing or stop watching the racing and i say that with air quotes which you can't see um because huh. uh if they did stop racing jokes fucking on them and if they didn't stop racing or stop stop watching i bet they're just bitter as hell that it's just the best you know the best we've ever seen so yeah they are the official whiners of the week this week of the of the ever all right we, yeah. we i think i think the last time we Brilliant. did a winer of the week we gave it to them for the rest of all time so they continue oh, nice. to deliver yep uh what's your uh, rapid fire question uh what non-motorsport celebrity would you like to see drive a nascar non-motorsport celebrity non-motorsports celebrity um who was that guy uh What's his name? He we when we went to the Formula E race, he was out there driving in like a little sports car or something. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, um, he's Patrick an actor. Dempsey? Dempsey, yeah, Dempsey. I'd like to see Dempsey because I think he's really okay. good. In fact, when they started to do SRX and they called it Superstar Racing Experience, I literally thought that they were going to get people like Dempsey in there. That would be, you cool. know, yeah, yeah, they should. Why not? The guy races all the time. Or like uh, Frankie Muniz, who once I finally learned that he has a racing career. Like that would be cool. Let's yeah. get them in there. Yeah, I'm into that. 
I'm pretty into that. Um, I think it would be cool to see. Uh, I mean, it would be kind of funny to put Tom Cruise in one and then be like, all right, mm-hmm. dude, fucking go Days of Thunder, dude. I dare you. Yeah, let's see how yeah, it yeah. plays out. Hit the uh, gas through the through the smoke. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I've been thinking this whole time, and I had a good answer, and then I lost it. And oh uh, no, that's sort of the way that it goes. But you know, we can't have dead air, so uh, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, do you like it more when we have all three NASCAR series at one track? Or these kind of split weekends like we have coming up where they're kind of giving another track a chance with one of the series? I think it would be cool if, uh, well, I guess that they're doing it with Mid-Ohio, which uh, Cup doesn't really go to. I think it would be neat, though, if they just did it at, like, smaller tracks. I think that it would be neat if they just had more, I don't know, obscure tracks in in, in the mix. I was going to say, get out of my brain. I, I really like the split weekends where they're racing the the third series that's off somewhere else is racing somewhere that, like, no none of the other series are going to go to for the rest of the year, right? Like, that's the one event in mid the mid-Ohio region that, you know, the NASCAR fans can go to. And I think that's good. We need to do that. Unless where, like, Wilkesboro comes in, North Wilkesboro should have a truck race, right? And, and Cup and Xfinity can be somewhere else. And I think, like, the more that we split things up, one, it doesn't overcrowd the weekend of, of the one racetrack. I, like, some people might argue that it takes away, oh, well, I'm not going to go to Atlanta then because I can't see all three series. It's like, dude, you weren't coming to see the trucks anyway. You were coming to see Cup, and you got a bonus Xfinity and truck race, right? So mm-hmm. the fact that the trucks are gone isn't that big of a deal. So I, I totally agree. That's exactly what's going to be my answer is we should use – we should do more of these – and actually, I think it would be really cool to have it where, like, Cup goes somewhere. Cup's a big enough draw in and of itself. And then have uh, Truck and Xfinity race somewhere else, like, together. Um, and have, like, some, sometimes, like, even triple header weekends, you know, where we've got, you know, the Truck and Xfinity race spread out during the day on a Saturday. And then the night race uh, Saturday night somewhere else for Cup. I think that would be really, really cool. Yeah. A whole day of NASCAR Ooh. racing. What a Are you ready for it? Uh, we'll go I'm to not Cheddar's ready for work. anything, Brian. I'm not ready for anything. <laughs> All right, but um, are you ready to give me your next rapid fire? What would your number be if you were a NASCAR driver? And you could uh, take an already am. taken number. It was. It probably would be 24. Um, to take a number that isn't taken, though, I would say 33. It was just my number when I played sports. Um, okay. So, yeah, I'd go 33. What about you? Mine would be 42, and I would carry a paint, a spray paint can so I could draw a zero on the end before I get in the car Ooh. and race. Four. Nice. I'd be in the 420 Two. car. Yeah, that has something weed. to do with H2O, right? Oh, weed. Oh, that's oh, good. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah, you know did you what's know, up, Brian. Huh? Did you know that there's another, um, like, weed day? Um, like, you know about July 10th? Uh, Coming off in three days? No. So if you take the day? 710 and you flip it like like 180 degrees, it becomes oil, and it's like the oil and extract day for weed and dispensaries. Huh. Yeah. Is this the congressionally... You know. uh, was this, is this a, a national holiday? Officially recognized No, but 420 isn't either. <laughs> okay. 
we don't have a nationally <laughs> recognized holiday for a, a schedule what for we should be so. uh, we should have one <laughs> that'd be um, funny uh, okay go give me give me give me i got me. you <laughs> i got you what track do you think you'd fare best at what track and i guess what car like what what kind uh, of uh, okay like, can i make it a quick adjustment to this question which would be what track in a cup car and then what track on foot okay yeah sounds good. okay uh in a cup car i think daytona mm. uh because it seems like the simplest one to drive in terms of technique and i think i'd be able to keep up uh but probably wreck the field yeah <laughs> um so yeah uh and then on foot uh not Daytona. That's the longest one. So probably Bristol. Okay. Yeah. It's the shortest one. You gonna do Bristol dirt? Yeah. Uh huh. Kick your boot, your butt <laughs> out as you're going around the corners. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thanks. Well, to to kind of follow your same footsteps. Yeah. I think I think obviously the the Talladega and Daytonas of the world sound good. I think I would go with Atlanta just because um, it is a little bit smaller. Um, and I and just really it would be my home track. So that. That's what I would do. I'd probably do it in, uh, uh, well, I guess I would have to do it in Xfinity since trucks aren't racing there this weekend. But uh-huh. I would like to do it in trucks, to be honest. It would be a lot of fun. Um, and then I think, yeah, on foot, I'm going to go with Churchill Downs. Nobody said okay. it had to be a car racing track. Whoa. I think that would be dope. That would be so cool to run around. You know? That would be pretty cool. Yeah, that would yeah. be a lot. I would be out of breath immediately. Um, yeah, but, before uh, the first I would try. corner. Oh yeah, <laughs> they're like down the stretchy. Oh no, he's down. He's he's falling down. Is <laughs> get him oxygen. Uh, um. Okay, my last question is: What do you think would be the impact on NASCAR of making the stands RV only? No people <laughs> in the stands, only RVs. Like drive up RVs. Yeah, um, <laughs> they have to convert all the stands to accept RVs to drive up onto them. It, it reminds me of in the movie Cars, like yeah. the way that the stands are, because exactly. the cars just drive up in the stands. I would love that. I think it's that super cool. Really I've been to like some local tracks where you can do that. Like they have a hill and like you can pay to drive in. You can just sit on your tailgate of your truck or whatever and like watch the race, like drive in racing. Like it's mm-hmm. that is ideal. Um, I forget what your question was, if, if I would like it, but I would absolutely love it. Uh, it was what would the impact be, but I like your answer. I'm just excited about it. I mean, I like when they <laughs> tore down when when like Atlanta and Daytona when they weren't getting fans in the back uh, back stretch stands. They tore down the stands and they just made it RV parking. Now it's like super exclusive RV parking, right? Like only the richest of the rich are actually sitting up there. I think it would be better if they just made a giant hill and allowed there to be a lot of different RV parking up there or even car parking, so that people could have this different view of the race. It would still cost a lot. But, you know, you'd have all your shit with you. You wouldn't have to leave. Like, it'd be pretty cool. Hell, yeah. Yeah. I think it'd rule. Um, Yeah. Screw the logistics. I think it would rule. Nice. Well, that brings us to the end of Rapid Fire. (laughs) And brings us right into... A new guy reads the standings. Nailed it. So, first place... Chase Elliott, 624 points. A clean 33 points behind him is Ryan Blaney, then Ross Chastain, Kyle Larson, Joey Logano, 
Kyle Busch, Martin Truex Jr., Christopher Bell, Alex Bowman, and then William Byron in 10th place with 489 points. Kevin Harvick, Eric Almarola, Tyler Reddick with 441 points, followed by Austin Sendrick, Kurt Busch, and rounding out the top 16 is none other than Chase the Face Briscoe. Uh, we've also got some other drivers who have gotten wins, and mm -hmm. uh, that would be Danielle Suarez, who is at a clean 420 points, and then Denny the Hambone Hamblin. Uh, with two wins, down in 20th place with 394 points. That's bonkers that Denny has two wins and is in 20th place. Yeah, agreed. agreed. Sucks to suck, I think. Mm -hmm. Correct me if I'm wrong. You're not. Thank you. Uh, I think that's about it, Brian. You got anything else? No, I just wanted to call out again just where our where our point line is for the non uh, non-winners that... Uh, Christopher Bell is the last one in. Again, we only have three drivers actually in on points. So, uh, Kevin Harvick, first one out. Mm. Get wrecked, dummy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, uh, I think that's it. I think that's it for the Podcast Big One. Follow us at Podcast Big One on Twitter or send us emails at podcastbigone at gmail.com. And I uh, hope you've had a cheddary day. Um, you know, cheddars, it's the new Hooters. I've been B-Boy. I've been New Guy. Bye. Bye. I'm the fucking guy. I know. That's why you were the the lottery girl, right, in Chicago for a while? Oh, God, the good old days. Yeah, yeah. You had to wear a lot less. Yeah, dude, the good old days. <laughs> yeah. Now you work from home and wear... Almost nothing. Oh, I thought you got a nice suit on. Only on the top. Oh, top. Only Tops only. That's actually why I have this blanket. Tops only, yeah. So this is a... Okay, so this is another... Uh, uh, Piece of this, the format. This is the other part of the podcast. Yeah, this is the other part of the podcast is that we're going to start a Patreon where there's a camera that you can view that is the bottom half. Just from here and down. We are going to be clothed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to be more clothed for this than I am for work. Classy. Yeah, got to uh, keep it classy. But it'll always be fun. But you can pay like $50 a month to get access to what our legs are doing. And we'll, yeah, we'll probably do a live stream sometimes um, where, you know, we're not even recording a podcast. It's just a, it's a just camera on underneath the desk in the house. on our legs. Yeah. We may not even be there. I hope I'm not. <laughs>